Hey guys, welcome to uh, Red State Blue, uh, where we explain the left to the right. I'm Josh. I'm Doug. And tonight we're going to be continuing our study on the different platforms of the Republicans and the Democrats. For this setting, I will be continuing to go over the Republican platform. Josh is going to be taking the Democrats. And the subjects for tonight are going to be immigration, guns, criminal justice reform, and campaign finance reform. Uh, the way that we've kind of organized this is that Josh will introduce the, the Democrats platform first. I'll give the Republican platform and then we'll have time for discussion. So let's talk immigration. Okay, so immigration. Um, this is, again, the Democrats platform. Uh, like I've said before, uh, a lot of this stuff has a lot of fluff to it. And every now and then there's something dramatic. Uh, I've tried to weed all of that out um, and someone's going to leak through. Um, I will just go ahead and say at the top, uh, the running theme through this thing is Donald Trump was bad on immigration, and we're going to end a lot of that stuff. So you'll see a lot of that through here, but they've got a few good things uh, beyond that. Uh, to start, they're going to end the national emergency that allows sending military spending to the wall. Uh, they're going to end the travel bans, and they're going to su also support legislation to end discriminatory bans by presidents. So they're going to limit that power. Um, they're going to reinstate and expand uh, and streamline protections for the Dreamers. So they're going to work on the Dreamers some more. And I think they're, they're talking about legislation for that as well, beyond just executive orders. Uh, protect and expand the asylum system. Uh, that was shrank during uh, Trump. Reverse policies that prevent victims of gang and vi domestic violence uh, uh, and uh, LGBTQ people who are unsafe from being uh, eligible to apply for asylum. Uh, they're going to do different stuff like rescind the wealth, uh, the Trump immigrant wealth test, um, end the safe third country policy, provide a path to citizenship uh, focused on essential workers, uh, restore family reunification programs ended by the Trump administration, Support, support legislation to treat the spouses and children of green card holders as immediate relatives. Excuse me. Eliminate family-based green card backlogs and reform the system to speed up family-based visas. Uh, expand the annual visa cap for victims of human trafficking, including victims of sex trafficking, violence against women and children, and other heinous crimes. Uh, ensure that uh, those law-abiding individuals with temporary protected status or deferred enforcement departure are not sent back to countries where they cannot safe, uh, live safely. Uh, work to pave a path to citizenship for those who have been in the country for an extended period of time and built their lives in the United States. Um, prevent employers from taking advantage of immigrant workers by establishing an affirmative process to request deferred action for workers who report labor violations uh, and by supporting the Domestic Workers' Bill of Rights and protecting our workers from Exploitation and Retaliation Act, um, the Power Act. Uh, that's, you know, so if workers, uh, Im uh, illegal immigrants uh, who report uh, on poor working conditions won't be immediately deported. Uh, in workplace and community raids, uh, protect sensitive locations like schools, houses of worship, healthcare facilities, benefits office, and DMVs. Um, prohibit raids in which children and members of vulnerable populations are left behind without their caregivers. 
We will prohibit uh, enforcement actions that deter access to justice at courthouses and repress freedom of speech and assembly. Um, da, da, da. Reaffirm enforcement officials' ability to engage in the pre-Trump practice of prosecutorial discretion for deserving cases, including when needed to address humanitarian issues or other injustices. Um, end for-profit detention centers and ensure that any facility where migrants are being detained is held to the highest standards of care and guarantees their safety and dignity. Um, ensure all detention centers provide access to competent interpreters who speak migrants' native language and dialects. Uh, address root cause for causes for migration, violence, insecurity, poverty, pervasive corruption, lack of educational and economic opportunities, and the impacts of climate change. Uh, renew American diplomacy as the first tool. Um, da, da, da. Prioritize alternatives to detention for individuals with special vulnerabilities. Those to be known for suffering from serious physical or mental illness who have disabilities, are elderly, pregnant, etc. That similar thing. And that is that is it. Okay, so for, for the first thing with the with the GOP, um, traditionally, I'll only touch on this a little bit. They have supported a lot of the same uh, things that you just mentioned. The DNC's plan in the 1980s and 1990s, um, the GOP, you know, they 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 had a the pathway to citizenship. They, in fact, in the 80s, they passed uh, an amnesty uh, bill that essentially allowed uh, legal immigrants pathway to citizenship. They expanded refugees. Um, they uh, they uh, expanded asylum. Uh, so people that were from other countries that wanted to come to the U.S. because of uh, problems at home um, could could find relief. People who were here, even though they were here, maybe even here illegally, um, if there was a reason why they couldn't go back home because of violence, they were allowed to stay uh, and apply for uh, asylum. Um, more visas, more diversity, and how we uh how we bring in immigrants so there was sort of a, a, a intentionality of, of reaching out all of that changed in 2001 uh, 2001 after uh september 11th the gop platform just drastically changed um all of a sudden we had the homeland security act of 2002 which was tasked with implementing the united the usa patriot act which was passed in 2001 what this did was it created all kinds of different new uh, services, new organizations like the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, that's ICE, a lot of people refer to it as ICE, uh, U.S. Customs, or U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Um, this gave greater ability to surveil immigrants as well as citizens, um, including those who were here on visa. Uh, all of a sudden, you could be tailed uh, just for, you're in the country, here legally, you got a visa, people could surveil you. <laughs> Um, FBI could be uh, keeping tabs on you um, without a warrant or anything. The other thing was it allowed uh, immigrants to be de detained indefinitely. So if you were arrested and you were here illegally, you could be detained for as long as the government wanted you to. They, it didn't matter. Patriot Act was uh, crazy. Um, it also in 2006 passed the Secure Fence Act, which uh, was funding for 700 miles of fencing along the Mexican border. Um, the, in 2006, there was a Comprehensive Immigration Reform Act, which is co-sponsored by John McCain, and it received two-thirds support in the Senate, but it was never voted on the House. And what that essentially was, it was, it was 
it was the deferred action for childhood arrivals. It was almost identical, um, but it never received a House vote because in the House, the Republicans blocked it. They did not, Senate, totally fine. House did not want to have anything to do with it. That was in 2006. And so as you can imagine- 2006, that would have been uh, Republican. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Yeah, the Senate was in favor of it, but the House, that, for, that was where you started to see this big change in the House, right? And we saw what was happening in the House at this time and where it finally came to fruition in 2010. I mean, we can, that's a different discussion, but what happened when Trump was elected in 2016 was um, when he took office 2017, he reversed the executive order by Obama that essentially put the deferred action for childhood arrivals, um, he, that put those measures in place. It never, there was never actually a vote on DACA, but Obama, with by executive order, put a lot of that in place. Um, Trump blocked that immediately. Um, he, he claimed that, that he would wait until 2018, which they did, to implement it so that Congress could work on immigration reform bill, which they never did. They never even voted on DACA, even with the GOP majority. The NAACP sued and the Trump administration order was rescinded. Um, but there's still potential that they might still try to do something else with it. Um, as of right now, DACA stands, uh, as far as that executive order that Obama passed. Trump also issued an executive order banning travel to the U.S. from Muslim-majority countries. He stopped Syrian refugees from coming into the country. He slowed receiving refugees to a historic low. Um, he also offered new guidance to the United Customs, um, the, U the UCSIS, to not qualify asylum seekers who come based on gang-related crime or domestic abuse. Um, there were several new ICE raids, and they also ended the temporary protected status, which uh, was sort of what we were talking about when it came to like asylum. I mean, people were here, got caught here illegally, but for some reason they couldn't go back to their country because things were violent, there was some sort of problem there. Um, they could stay here temporarily, got rid of that. Trump, Trump um, and his attorney general changed the rules um, fundamentally so that people who are coming into the country, whether Ill uh, illegally, were now treated as criminals. Uh, and so that was where you had the family separation that was that was taking that was taking that was taking uh, effect. Um, and Trump also deployed troops to the border. Um, the family separation did. Uh, was obviously made a lot of the news, um, and the uh, the court stepped in, banning some of this some of these practices. But we knew that even even though it, it was the policy was reversed um, in the summer uh, right after this happened, that it still went on, and even today there's still about 500 uh, children that we we don't know where they go. So that's, that's the Republican plan right now. <laughs> a few things I want to note is, you know, before 9-11, before um, September 11th, the GOP platform and the Democrat platform were, were very similar when it came to immigration. In the 1980s, it was a Republican president, a Democrat House, that passed the first big major reformed immigration since the 1960s. And what it did was it, 
it, it had am amnesty and it. it had a pathway to citizenship for a lot of legal immigrants. Another reform came in 1990, which was proposed by Ted Kennedy, but it was signed into law by George W. Bush. They, to get this thing passed, they had to get bipartisan support. And in 1986 and 1990, bipartisan support. And then 9-11 happens. And all of a sudden, there's still bipartisan support to get the, um, the Patriot Act passed, the Department of Homeland Security that would be in charge of implementing that. But then the Republicans go off. They want a border wall, which, by the way, in 2006 was actually also bipartisan. Like, the yeah. country changed. And all of a sudden, when amnesty came back up in 2006, Republicans just, that was no longer something they wanted. It was like the country, at least for their base, did no, no longer supported amnesty. And they're like, we cannot pass this. In fact, the Republicans have lost in the primaries when they have hinted at a path to citizenship or some sort of amnesty plan, even though Ronald Reagan, <laughs> the great Ronald Reagan was the one who first proposed amnesty and passed it. Most of it comes from a sense of xenophobia that was created in 9-11. And, and like xenophobia makes it sound like racist. And I just want to be very understanding here. Like, I don't blame you when like, 9-11 is a traumatic event. Like the, the psyche of America uh, was damaged by that. Uh, and everyone felt a lot less safe. And fear is not a good way to make policy. But at the same time, it's understandable. And, you know, over decades, things start to like calcify and, you know, solidify into like a mode of thinking and approach and belief. And, you know, people can take prey on that fear to, uh, you know, pass an agenda. Um, I just think of, you remember the caravan in 2018 elections, the, this terrible caravan that was coming and bringing, you know, horrible people. Uh, and then it just disappeared. It showed up at our, our the border and then it got tear gassed and then it was gone. If the, the little bit that actually made it there and nobody ever talked about it again. I mean, it was like, it was utilized as a, as a tool of fear to drum up support during uh, the campaign. Um, the long-term effects of U.S. foreign policy to uh, Central and Southern America have not been good. Um, right. And it's a lot of our policies that honestly lead to a lot of these things. A lot of these things are our fault. Uh, and that led to the unrest that causes people to have to come here. The last time that that a Republican that kind of spoke for the Republican Party um, really put a plan out that was that was kind of like what traditionally we had we had had bipartisan support on, it would have allowed a pathway to citizenship for those living in the country right now legally, and also would allow like DACA essentially would be in place like the the Dreamers Act right. But what happens with Trump is. Trump blows everything up and um, don't know why. Like there was bipartisan support to bring in refugees. And then Trump says he can't do that because um, they're not vetted, which was not true. Yeah. But they went from, they went from a hundred thousand ref like refugees coming into the country a year 
which by the way is not anywhere near normal. No, yeah, it's no for as country as large as we are, that's very small compared to the rest of the world. This year, before even before the the, the pandemic, which now it's totally changed, but even before the pandemic, the Trump administration set a cap of fifteen thousand. If Trump had gotten what he wanted, um, Tom Cotton's bill was his immigration plan, which was basically to move from a move to a point system um, that would favor um, certain countries yep. over others. And Trump supported that. He liked it. He was patting Tom Cotton on the back about how great it was. Um, yeah. The Republicans in Congress hated it and yeah. didn't even take it up for a vote. Well, I, Trump, I, Trump is Trump is getting in the way of the Republicans really having a good platform here. But as long as he's president, they've said his agenda is the platform. Right. So essentially what we can say about immigration is if if Trump's in office, no, no nothing new is going to happen because he's not on the same page with the Republicans. I'll be I'm not here to like bash on Trump. I just genuinely don't think he'd do. I think he knows how well he can sell it. And I think that policies like that, if he can affect that xenophobia and drum up that fear that can cause people to, you know, he can talk about open borders, which I don't know if you noticed was nowhere in the Democratic platform. If anything, it was like funding for enforcement. There's a protections for law enforcement uh, and different stuff like that. Like the whole, the whole, there's, there, that doesn't exist besides like the very fringes of the Democrats is this whole open borders concept. It's used oh. to draw up fear. It was, it was Ronald Reagan who famously said he did not think that the United States needed to build a wall around Mexican border because of our relationship with Mexico. Right. Before, before 2001, both parties believed in having sort of a soft, a softer, more compassionate immigration policy yeah. because we saw each other as neighbors. After 9 11, our, our antennas went up. We got very scared. And all of a sudden, if you proposed not building a wall, not having the surveillance, not having the security, you, you were soft on terrorism. The, the Republicans sit out a, uh, a section, a, uh, I don't know, a memo or discussion in their platform, in their party, talking about. They're, we're trying to find ways to reform the way they approach relationships with Latinx communities because they recognize this is a growing base and they have inroads because they, 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 they're massively popular with the Cuban population in Florida. That's all Republican uh, and different stuff like that. And so they've got inroads. And so they're like, how can we grow this? Because there's a real opportunity. It's not like, it's not like a, uh, uh, Democrats were better necessarily. It was kind of a toss up in terms of like which party is going to gain this, like this demographic and still it's split. It's a very diverse demographic. But if you think about it, like uh, honestly, a large percentage of the undocumented immigrants, these are people who believe that you can, if you work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, invest in, do things the right way. Uh, of most of them are conservative Catholics. These are people that like genuinely, if they were courted, would be a massive boost for the Democrat or for the Republican base. Like the, just, uh, just culturally, 
ideally with the whole mindset and different stuff like that family giant focus like these are the these are like the like core cultural tenets of a lot of republican stuff i am surprised but what happened i think is that a lot of the republicans in the you know i'm surprised that the republicans didn't go harder after them uh i i think in the election of 2016 uh it was a difficult topic to approach when the first thing that happens is, is Trump comes down that escalator and says Mexicans are saying they're rapists, they're criminals and all this different stuff. So suddenly none of those Republicans could, could spin an amnesty platform because he was getting all this traction with this, with this verbiage and this fear. And suddenly they would look soft and all this different stuff. And Republicans can't look soft on any crime period. And I think that's what happens. So I'm with you. Like, it's one of these things where it's like, it's not the Republicans in general that this is their policy. It's just this executive administration. And I think Stephen Miller, very much so. I credit Trump with a lot of the poor immigration policies just because he was willing to enact them. But I don't think he's the mastermind. I don't think he's sitting here being like, yeah, this is this and this. But I do think Stephen Miller knows how to talk to Trump, knows how to spin it. And he is a bad dude. Um, I want to touch just a little bit on this, um, just for just just for a second. It's and I and I, and, and I just because I think it's important to have this conversation because um, when you hear the term alt right, because you hear that a lot in the media, and a lot of people are like, "What is that?" Um, and and the idea of white nationalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Trump is a white nationalist. I don't know if Trump's an alt right guy. Yeah. What I do know is that he surrounds himself with people who are. Yeah. And these are the people who have written his policies. Steve Bannon, uh, Miller. These are folks that believe that Western civilization is superior to Mexicans and uh, Middle Eastern and, um, and, and these other and these Southern South American countries. So if you are a white European, in their minds, you should have supremacy when it comes to immigration. I, I think we need to talk about the alt-right, and I think we need to make that a full topic. Um, and we will, um, because I think, I think it's one of these things where people think, oh, I'm not alt-right, or I don't aspire to that, or, or maybe they think, well, they got some good ideas, but they're a little extreme or whatever. But there's, it's surprising the ways that you might, you might be surprised how much that you agree with them and how they're influencing people. And that's, that's the scary thing to me. Um, it's very insidious. Um, but these topics that I wanted to touch on, uh, within the Democratic platform, I really like the, 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 the ending of the raids. Um, it's not ending all raids, but it's basically saying like, hey, if you're living your life like an ordinary citizen, we're not going to interfere with that. It's like, we're not coming to your work. We're not coming to your home. We're not coming to this. But like, you know, they're not going to, you know, if, they're, if you're involved in a drug deal, they're not, they're going to, they're not holding back on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, but they're just like, if you're a law abiding citizen, why are we, you're, you're contributing to society, contributing to economy, everything. Why, why would we be persecuting that? Um, the protections on, on people at work, which is great because it allows people to come forward and uh, end a lot of the abuses that a lot of these uh, workers undergo. A lot of human rights uh, violations there. Uh, 
I think the important thing uh, for me, though, is, and we can get to this in criminal justice reform, but this ending of for-profit detention centers and prisons, that is a, that is a big one. I think that I, I'm looking forward to that happening if it happens. Just, it's a big, big problem. Um, but for me, immigration is a vitally important thing because people don't think about this in context of climate change. Um, right now, we have caps on uh, visas and asylum and letting people in here, and it's very limiting. And when climate change starts, the, the reason it's a problem, climate change, and this is the fundamental thing, to me, the number one issue in my mind for climate change, uh, is sea levels rising causes 70% of the world's population lives on the ocean next to the, uh, a body of water. Sea levels rising means displacement. When you have displacement, Placement and, and just massive wealth loss throughout the entire world. Uh, we had 3 million plus Syrian refugees throughout the world. I think it was much more than that by now, but, uh, and the world went to hell in a handbasket. They had no idea what to do. Now picture a billion, picture a billion people displaced around the world. That's not even 70% of the world's population. That's, that's what a seventh of the world's population but so only a billion are displaced uh, and imagine the fracture that that's going to cause. If we do not have a comprehensive and forward thinking immigration policy, uh, we're either going to be <laughs> on the wrong side of people who are afflicted by this, uh, which is going to be a billion people, um, or we're going to be overrun. We're going to be, we're just, we're, it's going to be dysfunctional. So I'm not advocating open borders. I don't think uh, almost no Democrat is, but we have to be have to be forward thinking about this. This isn't about the moment. It's not about the one murderer that might sneak through and get drunk and kill somebody. As awful as that is, this is about national policy and we have to be forward thinking about it. And creating a wall is not that. Creating this oppression is not that. Uh, we have to be thinking beyond that. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we got out of here? No, I, I think that, I think we're good okay. here. The last thing I'm going to add is yes, Obama did it too. <laughs> Everyone talks about, you know, uh, how Obama did the, uh, did the child detention centers and we can, we'll, I'm sure we'll go into some of this in, in, in a more focused way on a later, uh, uh yes. Um, but I, yeah. I, I think it's it's important to remember that what Obama was dealing with was the origination of creating this policy, and it it was a how do we handle the situation? And when it became clear it was being handled wrong, wrong, he completely backed off of it, uh, and that is so. Yeah, I just want to acknowledge that we yeah. are aware that Obama was involved in in the detention center stuff and started a lot of that. Right. There was one glaring difference, though, about that, um, and it is that the the Trump policy right now, because it's been because it's went through the courts and the court said you can't do what he, he was doing, is very similar to the same policy that Obama had, which is that as families are coming in with kids, they are detained, but they're together. Yeah. Trump's policy was to separate children and families as a deterrent from people coming into the country. Right. right. Um, that's the big, 
that's criminal. the glaring that's the glaring difference yes and, it, yes yeah yeah that's the glaring difference i think so that's me, immigration that's immigration i think the comparison that i can tell between these things is obviously it circles around trump his policies i think that without Trump in office, that there will actually probably be some inroads in a lot of different ways. Um, I'm worried that Tom Cotton is going to be a future presidential candidate, and he will be um, he will be an intelligent Donald Trump. I want to put my pin in this moment in history and say he is scarier than Trump because I think he's smart, but he has all the ideologies. So that is a problem. The fundamental difference is Trump. Uh, I think... Uh, criminalizing the process versus uh, path to citizenship. I think, um, you know, and I think that's basically it. Um, I think we'll see a path to citizenship going forward um, and we'll see what happens with these, uh, with the asylum refugee crisis stuff. So, all right, we'll move on.